Thanks for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange, visit www.theexchange.cc. Or you can join us for one of our Sunday gatherings each Sunday at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. Now today we're wrapping up what's been a uh, fast four weeks together. It's been a lot of fun, all right? But it's been a tough four weeks together, amen? All right, we've had a lot of fun because we've laughed some and we've been like, yeah, well, that was me or I said that. All right, but it's been a tough four weeks together because we've had to tackle some really difficult truth that God says about our words. We've been in the series called Me and My Big Mouth throughout the month of April. And here's kind of the foundation of the series is this right here, that our words carry so much power. Our words, we said, have the power to give life and they have the power to take life. We can choose to give life by speaking hope and life and encouragement and a person of peace and forgiveness or or for some people, and maybe we found ourselves there, some of you, we can choose to take life. And, and we can speak words of criticism and anger and bitterness and jealousy and negativity. And so throughout this series, we've been trying to go, God, would you do a work in my mouth so that me and my big mouth don't get me in trouble, that I begin to look more like you. And during this series, if you're brand new today, we've hit a lot of different topics. Week one, we talked about complaining. All right, and it was a lot of fun, and no one's complained since then. It was a miracle, right? It was really good. Week two, week two, we talked about criticism, and our marriages were at an all-time high for 24 hours, all right? And then week three, last week, we talked about lying. Does anybody remember that? All right, that was a lot of fun, uh, but we talked about that God detests liars, and what does it look like to be a person of truth? And so today, one final topic, all right, going to have some fun, and today we're going to talk about the topic of gossiping. Of gossiping. So if you have a copy of scripture, open with me Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 is where our foundational verse for the day is going to be found. We're going to be in multiple passages of scripture. Um, so just follow along with me. If you're brand new to our house, we'll put some verses on the screen behind me just so that you can track along with where we're going to be. But if you have a hard copy of God's word and maybe even the Bible app, love for you to follow along. Proverbs 18 is where we're going to be. Now chances are we could all probably say that we know somebody who gossips, who has a tendency to gossip, right? Okay, don't elbow your spouse if they're sitting next to you. That's not appropriate. Don't do that, okay? But probably all of us know somebody that gossip just flows so easily. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a classmate. Maybe it's somebody that we follow on social media, and all they do is yep, 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 yep. All right, it's gossip, gossip, gossip. And I thought about today, as we kind of kick off this message on gossip, I thought it would probably be a lot of fun to kind of just go around the room. We all identify one person, and we could just all stand and share that person's name, and talk about all the struggles that they have with that. But that would be gossiping, and that's not the way you kick off the gossip message, okay? All right, so don't do that, okay? Don't do that. That's permission to do that. No, but here's, see, gossip is so rampant in our culture, whether it's things that we hear or whether it is things that we actually say. And so today, I want us to look at, at a question to kick us off, and that is, what does God's word say about gossip? What does God think about gossip? Maybe for some of us, we think it's not that big of a deal, but God would say otherwise. Look at what Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8 says. It says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Scripture says the words of gossip are like choice morsels. They sink down to our inmost parts. It's so true, is it not? You can be just in a regular conversation at the ball field, right, at work or at school, and all of a sudden somebody says, hey, did you hear that information about so-and-so? 
And it's like, we're just sucked in, right? And all of a sudden we go, no, I didn't hear that. What did they say? Really? really? Does so-and-so know about that? Well, we, we should probably go tell somebody, right? And just like that, we get sucked into this vacuum of gossip. And Scripture says it's like choice morsels that sink down into the inmost parts of us. Now, a good way I want us to understand and kind of picture this today is it's kind of like a pack of M&Ms. How many M&M lovers do we have in the house? All right, just be honest, okay? A lot of you M&M lovers, if you're not an M&M lover, like, I don't really know how you're American, but we're grateful that you're here. Okay, we won't check your card. We're glad you're here. All right, how many of you, you're, like, you're the regular M&M lovers? Like, just give me the brown pack with the regular colors, no flair, just what I know, okay? All right, I'm with you. That's me. Now, this is for everybody in the room. How many of you really think, you truly think, that the different colors taste different ways? How many of you, all right, that's you, okay, you're wrong. We can argue later, but I'm just going to let you know you're wrong, all right? Now, how many of you, how many of you, you're the peanut M&M lover? This peanut M&M's all day. Okay, I can't stand peanut M&M's, but I trust that you love Jesus as well. And so then the final one, like there's kind of a newer flavor. I don't know when it came out, but they got the caramel filled ones. Anybody? Yes, Lord, you are good. You are good. Thank you so much. All right. They are up there in my book. They're up there competing with the regular M&M's, okay? Now, here's what I know. For some of you, M&M's are temptation straight from the hand of Satan. They are, because once you pop, you can't stop. Once you get one, it's all gone, and you go. You know what you do. Be honest. You go to the gas station. You go to Walmart, and you buy that share size pack. He's been with me to the gas station before. No, he hasn't. You buy that share size pack with the intentions, great intentions, generous intentions to share that with your spouse or with your kids or with your friend. And all of a sudden, they're all gone. And the kids are like, mommy, I thought we, I'm sorry, guys. We'll go back next week. We'll go back, right? I mean, it's so easy to give in to that. And, and here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs says it's the same way about gossip. Man, they, it, the words of gossip become like choice morsels that, that sink down into us. And once we buy in or once that word comes out or we hear that thing, it so easily pulls us in to a very dangerous place. One uh, commentator said that the words of gossip can be as pleasing to hear as words of wisdom. They can be as pleasing to hear as words of wisdom, but, but they promote dissension and turmoil. In other words, our flesh can love to lean in to words of gossip, right? To our fleshly ear, that news about so-and-so, that unheard information can be something that we want to hear, that we lean into. But here's what Scripture says. But ultimately, it causes dissension and turmoil and conflict in us and in the relationships around us. Heard a quote this week that said, gossip can actually travel around the world and back before truth can get out of bed and put its pants on. Amen? And it's so easy in our culture, in our social media filled culture today, for one post, one picture, one word to get out there and all of a sudden everybody knows and there can be pain that comes from it. See, the funny thing about gossip is the more it's shared, the further it actually becomes from the truth. Right? One thing gets said here, and by the time it reaches this person over here, it's so distorted, it's distorted. It's nothing like what this person said over here. It's kind of like the telephone game that you played when you were little. Anybody remember playing the telephone game when you were little? 
right? Some of you, I guess, were never little, okay? But sorry you missed out on the telephone game. If you've never played it before, the telephone game is where you say one sentence or a phrase to this person, and then they whisper it to the next person, and they whisper it to the next person, the next, the next, goes all the way down the line. And then by the time it gets to the end, the sentence that started like this down here is totally messed up and warped and completely different by the time it gets to the end of the line. That's the telephone game. And here's the truth. It's funny when we're kids. It's funny to hear what does it turn into. But here's the reality. Man, the same thing can happen with gossip in real life. The thing that starts down here can get so polluted and twisted that by the time it's down here, it's filled with lies and it's not truthful about a single person or something that went on. In fact, sometimes we can even think that gossip is kind of childish. Maybe you hear, that's what the message is on today, and you're like, oh man, that's like what we did in elementary and junior high. We don't still do that. It's not really still a problem, is it? But here's the reality. If you've been stung by gossip, regardless of your age, it can cause real pain. Maybe for some of you, you've lost a friendship over gossip that somebody shared harmlessly. Maybe for you, you've been really embarrassed at work or at school by gossip that was shared about you. Or maybe even you've been stung by gossip that was posted or put about you on social media and it still has a wound inside of you that hasn't fully healed. Gossip's not a laughing matter is what God's word says. It can sting because those words sink deep into us like choice morsels into our inmost parts. Now the problem with gossip many times is it's very difficult to see in the mirror. Oh, it is so easy to call out in others, but it is so difficult to see in ourselves. And gossip kind of disguises itself in a lot of different ways. And here's what happens. Sometimes gossip is shared in the form of a prayer request. You've been in that moment before, in that group text, in that small group, right? Where all of a sudden it starts out, hey, hey, we, we really need to pray for so-and-so. Oh, really? Yeah, what, what's going on? Well, we need to pray for Michael. We need to pray for him because he's been hanging out with Karen. And, and, and you know, she is, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, uh-huh, I just don't think that's a good idea. Okay, but that's what he's doing. So we really need to pray. We need to lift him up to the Lord. All right, we need to lift him up. And all of a sudden, it's so far from a prayer request because it's just turned into gossip. And it so quickly develops and it begins to cause pain. And we can disguise things as gossip. Or sometimes we say this, right? Sometimes we say this, well, it's true. So it's not really gossip. Right? Well, it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true. So it's not really gossip. But one of the best statements that I heard that I think that we can remember and live by is this right here. Listen to this. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Some of you need to write that down. All right, that's good. Like, yeah, that's the one statement that you needed today. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Our words, our mouths carry power, the power of life and death, Scripture would say. So the question becomes, what do we want to be known for? As a mom, as a dad, as a boss, as an employee, as a student, what do you, what do you want to be known for? Do we want to be known for somebody who speaks life and hope and encouragement and builds others up? Or do we want to be known and categorized as somebody who tears somebody down? All right, without polling everybody today, I'm going to go most all of us are this way. Man, we want to be known as a person that speaks hope and life of encouragement. But to see that, I think it's, it's important to see who gossip really hurts. We can discount it. Oh, man, it's not that big a deal, or I don't really do that. But gossip causes real pain. And so I want you to see three people today that this widespread habit of gossip can begin to affect. If you're taking notes, here it is. The first point, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. 
Gossip causes real pain for the person it's spoken about. Look at this verse from Proverbs 16, 28. A perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip, a gossip separates close friends. Some of you know far too well what that verse is truly talking about because you've been separated from a close friendship or relationship, maybe even a family member because of gossip, because somebody shared something that they shouldn't have. Maybe for you, it started off with something a little bit innocent. Maybe it was like somebody shared about a crush that you have and the news got back to that person and it was like, oh man, like you shouldn't, you weren't supposed to do that. But the reality became maybe the fact that now that crush wasn't going to really happen was not as damaging as the fact that you got betrayed by a friend. And maybe for some of you, maybe something more significant, maybe like you confided in somebody that you had an addiction, maybe to a substance, maybe to pornography or maybe to something else and you shared that with somebody hoping that you could find counsel but it got around and because that person shared it and it went public and gossip began to cause hurt and pain now it set you back in your recovery from that addiction because there's more shame and more guilt that you battle and maybe for some of you maybe you shared about a struggle that you're having in your marriage and you just shared it with a friend or a family member but they just couldn't help it and maybe that news turned into a prayer request and then your spouse turned, found out and things begin to blow up and now you know the pain of the words of gossip and the hurt that they can cause in your life. Now let me just say to you, man, if somebody's gossiped about you, okay, if you've been the victim of somebody else's narrow-mindedness, somebody else's insecurity, somebody else's bitterness, then remember today that we do have one who will never betray us. We do have one who will never leave us and never forsake us. And scripture would say that Jesus is the wonderful counselor, that he carries our burdens with us and he never betrays us in that, that he is ever present with unfailing love as we declared today. So the first thing we realize is that gossip, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. But I want you to see this. The second thing is that gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the listener. I know some of you may be thinking like, what are you talking about, Right? Gossip hurts the listener. Yeah, look, look at what Scripture says. Proverbs chapter 17. I want to see this verse in the New Living Translation. Here's what Proverbs 17 verse 4 says. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip, and liars pay close attention to slander. Proverbs says wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Or we could say, if you listen to gossip, you're wrong. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. So if you're listening to gossip, you're wrong. And listen to me, don't think for a moment that if once a gospeler stops talking about you, they will, or stops talking to you, they won't start talking about you. I've heard it said that what you permit, you also promote. And so if you find yourself in that circle of that relationship, we are allowing someone to slander and to put down that your spouse or your friend or that family member or that coworker. In a way, you are promoting that by inaction. Scripture would say that we would call it to light, that our words carry power and that gossip can hurt the listener. So who does gossip hurt? It hurts the person we've spoken about. It hurts the listener, if that's us. But there's a third truth, and that is that gossip hurts the speaker. Gossip hurts the speaker, the one who speaks the words. Check out these verses from Proverbs 25, verse 9. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. Scripture says you can build a lifetime working to build a good reputation. 
But the moment that you begin to gossip, man, somebody can accuse you and all of a sudden that reputation is totally torn down. And Proverbs would say to never fully regain it again. See, when you listen or you're hearing someone speak gossip, nobody ever looks at that person is like, man, I want to be just like you. Nobody says that. Man, like, I, I would love to have the characteristics that you have. Like, you're such a model, right? Nobody ever thinks that. I don't think that. Now, there are some things that I do think when I'm around a person that goes on and on and on about gossiping. Sometimes I think you've got constipation of the mind and diarrhea of the mouth, all right? Amen? You laugh, but it's true, all right? Second thing I think is I think, man, I wonder what you say about me when I'm not around. Or finally, sometimes when I'm around somebody who just runs the mouth over and over, I think this, I think, man, I better be really careful about what I share with you because I have no idea who's going to hear it next. See, none of us look at a person that is a person of gossip and speaks those words, and we go, man, I want to be just like you. I'm so glad you're in my circle. Right? Nobody does that. In fact, when you talk badly about people who are not around, it says a whole lot more about you than it does about the person who's not there. We don't need to invent things with our small mind and then share them with our big mouth. Amen? But we can do that. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about, but it can hurt the listener. And it certainly hurts the speaker as well. In other words, if gossip hurts the person it's spoken about, it hurts the person who hears it, and it hurts the person who speaks it, then we can put all that together today and go, man, gossip hurts Everyone, gossip is destructive and gossip tears down. So if we don't want to be that person, and I'm going to go out on a limb and go that, man, everybody in the room doesn't long to be that person, whether we are or not, then the question becomes, how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we control our big mouth from becoming an avenue of gossip and hurt? All right, I want to give you Two points, just two points as we get ready to end today. They're going to be incredibly practical. I just want them to be as simple as possible so that you can take these things, put them in your heart, put them in your mind, begin to live them out like today, right now, this afternoon, so that you begin to guard yourself and protect yourself from being that person of gossip, whether it's hearing it or speaking it, okay? So if you're taking notes, two things, super applicable. The first thing that must happen if we're going to cut out gossip in our life is this, guard your ears, Guard your ears. Um, I ran across some research from an article in a psychology magazine that said you can actually stop gossip in your life by just one question, with just one question. And so I was like, yep, okay, let's read. what is that? And so here's the one question that this article said that you can ask to stop gossip in your life. And that is the question, why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Now listen to me, I didn't say it, get all sassy and be like, why are you telling me this, okay? Don't do that. That's not the answer, all right? Don't get up in their face and tell them that. Listen, it's just simply, hey, why are you telling me this? And the article goes on to say that it causes the speaker to have a mental checkup to really begin to evaluate, why am I telling you this? And they begin to check up on, is this information that I really need to share? It's a good question. Now, I realize that some of you are going like, that's a good question, but like you're, you're a very grace-filled person, okay? You're much like, more like Jesus than I am, all right? We're glad that you're here and you're like, that's a little bit combative. Like I'm probably not walking into the cubicle tomorrow and going, hey, why are you telling me this? Okay, you're not going to do that. So I want to give you a second option, all my grace-filled people in the room, okay? 
All right, write this one down. Here's a second question all right, that you could ask a little bit softer. And that's this question right here. Hey, have you had a chance to tell so-and-so about this? Softer? Yes, grace-filled people? Okay. Hey, have you had a chance to tell so-and-so about this? And here's the thing. 98% of the time, they're going to respond, uh, well, um, no, 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 no. And you have the chance to go, hey, I think it would be a great idea for you to go tell them about this, right? Case closed, subject change, gossip avoided. All of asking that simple question. So where, do, where does that question come from? Like, where does that thought and philosophy come from? Guess what? It comes from Jesus. Like Jesus actually taught this idea. Matthew chapter 18, Jesus is addressing relationships and conflict and how to handle it. Check out what he says, Matthew 18, 15. If your brother or sister sins, or we can say if they gossip, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you have won them over. So Jesus is saying, hey, when somebody has beef with somebody, then you go and and you address it, the two of you together. In other words, this concept is actually something that Jesus teaches. So when you ask that question, hey, have you talked to so-and-so about this? You're actually teaching them to become more like Jesus. Isn't that good, grace-filled people, right? All of you who already like Jesus, right? Then we ask that question, hey, have you talked to so-and-so about this? Now, what are we gonna do? First, we're gonna cover our ears. We're gonna cover our ears. Guard our ears. Now, here's what I know. There's some relationships that you have at your workplace and your neighborhood and your friend circle, and you can ask the greatest questions, whether you're combative or whether you're grace-filled, and here's the deal. They're still not going to shut their mouth. They're not going to change their ways. Gossip's still going to flow out from right here. And listen to me. Then you have to make a choice on, is this a relationship I need to begin to distance myself from? Is this a relationship I need to begin to separate myself from? Again, a biblical principle. We see it in Proverbs. Look at Proverbs 20, verse 19. It says, a gossip, a gossip betrays confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Very simple, very clear instructions from God's word here in Proverbs. If a person continues to gossip that hurts the person they're talking about and it hurts you as the listener, then you maybe have to make a hard choice to go, hey, I need to step back from this relationship because it's not good for me, all right? So what's the first thing that we're gonna do? We're gonna guard our ears to protect ourselves from gossip. The second thing that we're gonna do to prevent gossip in our life is this, close your mouth. Close your mouth. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, close your mouth. Close your mouth. All right, some of you taking way a whole lot of joy in that, all right? Some of you have been waiting to tell your spouse that, and guess what? The preacher gave you permission today. That's why you came to church, so that you can look at your spouse and go, close your mouth. All right, just telling you. Just one time, that's all we need. Close your mouth. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Very simple, very effective, very hard to do. Is it not? Now, listen to me. I want us to all learn a Bible verse together. Okay, we're going to learn one verse together. It's going to be simple. I got so much confidence in you right now. I'm going to read it, and then I want you to repeat it after me. Okay, so wait for your cue. Look at it. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Okay, your turn. Everybody help me out. What are we going to do? Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. One more time, just to make sure I got it. Okay, watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut, 
and you will stay out of trouble, okay? Some of you need to write that down, all right? Write it down, post it on your bathroom mirror, stick it on the dashboard of your truck or your minivan, okay? Make it the wallpaper on your phone now, all right? Bible app, Proverbs 21, 23. Screenshot that bad boy and you put it on your phone, okay? Watch your mouth or watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut and stay out of trouble, Congratulations to some of you. You just memorized your first Bible verse. That was awesome. I heard you. You got it now. All right. And for some of you, that's the verse you needed to memorize. All right. Your spouse is going, amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you. All right. Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut. Stay out of trouble. If you find yourself just going, man, like I got this information. I just got to share with somebody. I mean, evaluate through this question. Filter through this question. Would I want someone sharing some similar information about me if I wasn't around? And what would it look like to filter it through that question? Would I want somebody else saying similar things about me if I wasn't here? And if not, then don't say it. Close your mouth. Again, a principle from Scripture that Jesus teaches. Luke chapter 6, verse 31. A lot of you are going to know this verse. Do to others as you would have them do to you. A lot of us know that as the golden rule. Today we've let it become the gossip rule. Don't say it if you wouldn't want somebody else to say it about you. And in this question, we begin to understand some ways to kill gossip in our life. So what are we going to do? We're going to guard our ears and we're going to shut our... Awesome. Man, it's good stuff. Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut and stay out of trouble. Now, I think if we're honest today, we can all get sucked in to the trap of gossip. We can all go there, okay? Whether it's something that we hear at work, at school, something that we read on social media and all of a sudden it makes us lean in a little bit more and start digging into the comments chain. Or maybe it's something that we speak. And it's a trap that we fall into ourselves and we share something that we shouldn't have shared. When you see this statement, because I think that the problem, the core problem and the core solution to gossip in our life can really be solved in this one statement if we understand it. Gossip claims I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel proclaims I am weak, but he is strong. Gossip claims I'm strong because they're weak. But the good news of the gospel of Jesus proclaims that I'm weak, but he is strong. See, here's what happens in gossip. We So many of us unintentionally, we don't want to, we don't try to, but we buy into this thought that if I can just focus on somebody else's weakness, if I can talk about her inability of fashion sense, if I can talk about somebody else's obsession, if I can just talk or post about somebody else's problems on social media, if I can bring up somebody else's addictions or somebody else's problems about how they can't raise their kid, or if I can just focus on somebody else's bad marriage, then I won't have to talk about mine. We buy into this thought And so many times, unintentionally, we begin to think and we act on this idea that if I can just put somebody else down with my words, just simple, just innocent, won't hurt anybody, then I can kind of step over them a little bit and feel just a little better about myself. But here's the core problem and solution today. Gossip claims they're weak and so I'm strong. But the good news of Jesus is that we are weak but he is strong in us. 
And I believe when that truth begins to sink down in us and we live in that identity that who we are in Christ, all of a sudden gossip begins to be filtered out of our life. Now, during this series, we've tackled some pretty difficult topics. Amen? You're allowed to say that. Complaining, criticizing, lying, gossiping. I mean, I think if we're all honest, like we could all have to admit like, all of us, even the awesome Gracefield people in the room, like we all struggle in at least one of those areas. Some of us, it's multiple. Some of you, you're four for four, okay? Listen, we all got those struggles. But here's the thing. Today, as we conclude these four weeks together, I want to wind us back for one moment to the very beginning of this series and a statement that we made. And I want you to see the verse that this statement was made out of. Look at what Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says. Jesus himself says this. Jesus said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Jesus says, there is a direct connection between our mouth and our heart that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In other words, every word that you speak, every word that I speak starts in our heart and it comes through our mind and it leaves out our mouth. And here's the core foundation of scripture and the gospel of grace is that our hearts are defected Our hearts are rooted in selfishness and bitterness and envy and pride and hate and sin. Therefore, the default of our mouth is to overflow out of a wicked and dirty heart. That's why we struggle with complaining and criticizing, and lying, and gossiping in our marriage, to our parents, to our kids, at our workplace, in our social media channels. We lie, and we gossip, and we criticize, not intentionally, but it just comes out, and we complain about this, and we're a person of negativity, because it all points back to the problem, not with our mouth, but the problem is ultimately with our heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So today, as we close out four weeks together, a difficult four weeks together, man, my hope is that all of us together, whether you've been here one week or two weeks or all four, that we would all be going, man, like I want to be different. I want to be a different dad. I want to be a different employee. I want to be a different wife. I want to be a different son or daughter to my parents then here's what we must begin to pray. God, you can have my heart. God, would you fix my heart? God, I want my mouth to overflow out of a pure place. So God, would you cleanse my heart? We begin to pray. Hey, God, I don't want to be a person that's marked by complaining, but I want to change the way I see my circumstances, the way I speak about my circumstances. So God, would you fix my heart? God, I don't, I don't want to be. I promise I don't want to be a fault finder. I don't. That always criticizes and always condemns and always puts down. So God, would you, would you heal my heart? God, I, I don't want to be a person that speaks lies or lives a life of a lie. 
And so God, God, would you cleanse my heart? God, I don't want to be a person that that destroys other people by listening to gossip or certainly not by speaking it. So God, would you heal my heart? And I pray that all of us today would begin to go, God, I I want to change. Like, I don't want to keep doing it this way. I want to change me and my big mouth. And so to do that, God, to do that, I'm going to say, God, you can have my heart. Jesus said, Jesus said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Let me pray for you today. Thanks again for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange or to find out how you can connect with or support what God is doing, visit www.theexchange.cc. Now go, be the church, and give life.